Welcome to Big Bad Books, the podcast where Isaac reads them so we don't have to. <laughs> that's, not, you, that's not the always tagline, that's, that's just for this season. No, that's that's how it is. We've had a little conversation off, Who's of, off of air. You and I, and, I and the listenership, that. well, maybe you were, you're possibly in a sort of fugue state, maybe in the altered state, I but there's no, there's no legal reason why that means it shouldn't matter. Oh, um, curious. But yeah, so I, Isaac's going to be the one to read them. Sort of indefinitely. Cool. Okay. Well, I guess we'll discuss that again in the future, <laughs> just to check. And who are you? Well, I'm Declan. Nice. But it, does, it almost doesn't matter who I'm because I'm not the one reading and what's the reading. Books for you. Books. It's well, often it's pages. Though yeah. for you, it's screens. Never pages for me. I hate the feel of the things. Really? Oh, oh I despicable. love it. Despicable. Oh, tell beautiful. you what. The only ones I like are the Bible ones, where it's so Papery wafer thin, thin that you can just eat a whole page. You, oh, like the like the you, wafer on a Tom and not, Jerry cake. You're not eating the Bible, are you? The word was in me all along. <laughs> it's I am um, inside the body. So I I teach a Catholic school. Oh yeah. Do they eat the Bible? Is they that a Catholic they school? don't. Okay. But um, now that sort of COVID restrictions have been largely they lifted, it means that we have to go to mass as staff. Oh no! Right? So I had how to often? Uh, I'm not sure, but more often than I I'd, I'd like, I think. Mm. Given that it wasn't, they didn't go the whole hog and have incense, which for me is ninety percent of the reason to be going. Do you get the little bread? The the body and blood well i didn't i've now had my first communion so no they don't know they don't check. no i know That's no but spoiler. it's i'm the story is is leading up to okay, this okay. right which is that so we had our first sort of staff mass that i've ever been part of the mm-hmm. other day and um myself and one of the people from my department were in the lift on the way down and uh one of the guys who's been there for a long time got in and my colleague she was like oh how long is this gonna last like how long do these things last probably a while and he was like well he's like about an hour he was like 45 minutes is this part of the school day they have to do an hour of going no, to no, church no 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 like right. this was this is because we had an inset day oh right? okay so it's just staff just um, staff have to go to church yeah yeah that's, that's I know. wild uh, that, well they've got a chapel inside the school this is some like right? separation of church and state shit like <laughs> I would be campaigning for this to stop <laughs> <laughs> I to be honest it's an hour of my day where I'm not having to do much I suppose but I did get in and I was like fucking hell like I looked at the order of service it was like four pages yeah. front and back but yeah he was like about an hour it was like 45 minutes if you get a priest who talks quickly <laughs> and, and like we got in and first of all the priest he I've never known a person speak slower oh. in my life and he before because the whole thing was printed out yeah right so it was obviously all literally every word was printed apart from the homily um and he he like approached it as if he was making it up on the spot. So before, <laughs> so before every every section, he just have a little pause, yeah, like look upwards and a thing. Well, and acting then, is reacting. And then start. Yeah. And he was reacting to what he felt was a palpable sense of tension in the room that people wanted it to go longer. But anyway, so it got to communion yeah. and uh, to the, to the old Eucharist, and our, our people were going, and obviously like. You know the head and the, yeah, the deputy yeah. head first, and they're like Christ actually Catholic never school. said that they should go first. No, they did. Blessed are the meat. <laughs> they did themselves. Cool. Um, and you know they go up, they take the wafer, and they did. Take they the put one, their tongues they, out and have it on their tongues. I I don't know. I couldn't see. I was that. right at the back okay. intentionally. But um, the thing uh, that was funny was that then like lots, basically everyone started standing up and getting in line mm-hmm. and doing the sort of like crossed arms for for a blessing, and. The, the priest was obviously too preoccupied giving the first sort of like communion wafers yeah. in and hadn't seen that this was happening. And sorry, then, it's the body, it's the body of Christ at that point. Sorry, to, the body. Just to clarify, like, I yeah, know yeah. we've got a big Catholic sorry, he, he So he was giving out the flesh and the blood yeah. and putting it into people's mouths. Yeah. Um, and he just sort of like looked up for a second and looked down. And then basically like, he looked so angry, but he basically shouted, he was like, Oh, there's no blessings. This is Whoa. just communion. Why not? <laughs> like, what? and basically that's, everyone, that's not basically everyone had to down. sit down. There were like five more people what who went up no for blessings. It. It's <laughs> church. It's I've, all blessings. I've run out. <laughs> that's madness. He's doing premium, microtransactions. It's a premium service we haven't That's really bad, to. I think. It's very funny. Well, the, was it because there's just an inordinate number of people? Quite possibly. But what if they all wanted... Host that would take God, even longer. God's love. That's terribly bad. I've, I've spent never, a long time in church. I've never seen anything like that happen. So I've, I've never I'll be seen anything some like complaints it. to the diocese. <laughs> now, speaking of making complaints, this is a chapter about which I have none. 
Oh, it's wow. the best chapter of the book so far. Really? It's, Hang on a minute. It's plot after plot. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Plot. What is it? Is it just, it's like four pages long or something uh, stupid? No, it's about average. It's okay. about average length. Okay. But the thing that this one does that I've started to realise that the book hadn't done so far is that it tells a story. Wow. And for me, I've come to realise only by virtue of having sat through, what is this, like six chapters now mm-hmm. prior to this where honestly nothing's happened at no, all nothing. worth writing about worth reporting in a, in a fiction or indeed a non-fiction text like if this was your autobiography and these things really had happened you'd want to edit those bits out because they've all been dull they've all been what well, they've all been dull or, or problematic or crimes yeah so just to to do a quick recap as we probably should oh, yeah, last last week um very problematic chapter yeah it was it was basically one invasion of privacy after another yeah. culminating in a bigoted attack. Yeah, it was like um, a, a house of cards made up of all these different violations upon which sat the ruins <laughs> the of <crown>. his transphobia. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, Wade, he turned up to where uh, Lehengrin, yeah, is it? the Oza's era. The like, Oza's era. Yeah. And she she does a podcast that's called, like, The Lowdown or yeah, something. The Oza, only the first Oza's Only the first, yeah. It would have been a lesser YouTuber who would have made both of the Oza's era, like the Owen Down Is it well. really called The Lowdown? Yeah, I believe you're definitely right. It's called, if it's not called The Lowdown, it's, it's called something, something that's like essentially that. the same. Yeah. I think it is The Lowdown. Maybe, sure. But um, here's, here's how to check. Is it the first thing you thought of? It, it was the first then thing it, it I thought of. Okay, cool. It will yeah. be that, yeah. Um, Ernest doesn't do two thoughts. <laughs> no, is that one of those? No, no, like definitely. Clint Eastwood, he only does one take. He doesn't even do concurrent thoughts. <laughs> um, so they, uh, he turns up and Lehengrin is there. Yeah, and he so, thinks... In a recreation of the a club from some movie. Happens. Oh, no, no, no. So before that, it's oh, like, yeah, it's in the, in the room. Street. It's in it's in a room, not a real room. It's like a cyber room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wade, important to remember, he's wearing the robes... <laughs> Of Anarch. Now, these are going to be important later. They're actually, I just want to say, <laughs> no, with disappointment in my heart, not mentioned in this whole No! It There's doesn't no need robes. Him. How is that? It's robeless. So you're saying that he ditched the robes and picked up the story? I think he's, he's you know, he's still got them in the back pocket. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. Metaphorically. Cool. Like, that's the great thing about robes. You don't have to talk about them every chapter. No. It's just that Ernest has chosen they to are there, so yeah. far. So uh, using the super user abilities granted him yeah. by the robes of Anorak, he, um, he could see that... Lehengrin, she was sort of having what might look like a seizure. She was just sort of flitting yeah. back and forth. But that meant that she was absent from her, not even her real body, her, no, her, her fake, fake body. body. Yeah. And she was elsewhere in a, in a separate place. Yeah, a, a private chat. A private chat. Yeah. Well, not private, really. Not private to wait. Functionally not private. Yeah. But really by design and, and intention. You could tell that they didn't she, want to just have she this. She thought private. it was private. Yeah. All the people inside thought it was private. But Wade, he had other ideas. He goes in. He starts listening. And basically, he... he He's creeping. He was creeping. He was jacking it. He was listening Subtext. in because he said... Um, well, I'm not going to give away all this money, mm. like a billion dollars, whatever the fuck it is. It is literally it is, a billion yeah, yeah. dollars, isn't Again, it? Again, like, if that's the first amount that a yeah. child would have thought of. <laughs> hey, how much should we give for that? A billion dollars. A billion dollars. If he's just going to give a billion dollars away, he needs to know that it's legit. You've got to and then, But then he did also say after that, that was a lie. I, I just wanted to listen. Complex. Um, and it turns out Lehengrin's was really nice. Yeah. She was going to buy a big house and she was going to force all of her friends to die in it. She was going to start a hype house to um, the grave. It was basically a sort of like <laughs> Manson yeah. house. It was a suicide pact, but, um, but elongated. And so Wade was like, oh, fuck. Um, oh, no. And then he was like, that's really bad. I, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. What I'll do is... In for a penny. What I'll do is I'll just look into all their backgrounds. (laughs) And then so he looked into all their private backgrounds. And then he was like, no, no, that's wrong. So he stepped out of the private chat. And then while he was... The thing is, is like he thought she was on her way out as well. Mm. He thought it was one of those things where you're both at the door. And he's like, are you coming? And she's like, yeah, 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 I'll just be there and just get my coat. But it turns out she was in there for at least another 30 seconds. So he had to fill the time. And what he did was he filled the time by looking... At the cameras we found were mounted on all the headsets yeah. and just perving on her. Just checking out her real and self. And then perving on the real self, but then also perving on the birth certificates yeah. and school records. Found out that Lehengrin is a trans woman. Yeah. And, uh, but then... Um, but then he would fuck her. He, but, and this is really That's important crucial, because he's like, a good guy. Yeah. And, and what was 
what I thought was really good was that he made that explicitly clear you've as the first to, as thing possible. Yeah, you've got to really focus on the important question when you find out someone else's gender person. is, would I, would I fuck them? Yeah. Like, that's the main question. And it turned out he'd been having... He'd been having straight, gay, and non-binary yeah, sex. Yeah, the three sexes. <laughs> the holy trinity of fuck. Of doing it. Um, so, and he'd been doing all of this in the Oni, so, and, he, and he hadn't been disgusted by any of it. So yeah. he... I mean, probably not, not super... Yeah. He wasn't... He didn't say he was really into it. No, no, no. But, but he's definitely he, tolerant. And the good thing is, the way that you know that you consider other people to be human is yeah. by thinking of them solely as an object of sexual yeah, yeah, yeah. desire and function so it was it was all good there were no there were no problems i don't think i don't think so and we read an article that backed up that, that said no problem and we played here. a game by the person quoted in the article oh guys that- yes <laughs> please if you if you have a couple how long did we play it for an hour as well it was about 90 like minutes two hours, yeah it was yeah. so good we played through so kate barrett i think was her name we talked about um read a interview with her on the topic of the transphobia in Ready Player Two, and it led me down a very small and satisfying rabbit hole to find that she'd made a game called Ready Player Fuck, which is just perfect. It's just one of the greatest a things. Perfect I've ever parody made. of of Ready Player One and, and Ready Player Two as well. And like as someone Longy fan in our chat uh, over at twitch.tv slash Shame City, which you'll be able to find the archive of it. Maybe I'll put it on YouTube as well. Yeah. Um, said it. Act- the thing that was so good about the game is it actually did. <clears throat> what Ernest wants to do, which is by virtue of using just every reference they could think of, it was actually very funny and good because you'd be like <laughs> walking down the Star Wars hall and then Homer Simpson flies over. You're like, wow, it's these are Homer 500 Simpson. foot Homer Simpson shooting lasers. Because <laughs> she just used all the free models she could find on some website. Uh, probably very illegal, but, yeah, yeah. but obviously a beautiful and genius work that I would recommend anyone go and play. It was really, really good. Google it, um, it's excellent. And then I, what I think is probably important to remember, maybe because like a lot of the other chapters, maybe we're picking up exactly where we left off. Yeah, that's usually the case. Yeah, so what what he did was, um, I remember, and I remember this very explicitly, yeah. despite not having listened back, <laughs> is that Lehengrin well. was back in the room Whoa. and she was going to be heading for the door. Yeah. And... So Wade, he was wearing the robes of Anorak, and what one of the su- one of the super user abilities uh, that they granted him was invisibility. Yeah. So he he was invisible, and he the went and he gambit. stood in in like the path between her and the door. Yeah. He assumed an intimidating, ominous, wiz- an ominous <laughs> wizard's pose. That was it, an ominous wizard's Fucking pose. Just picture that for a second. That is a sentence that like you would sometimes when I'm writing things. Um, be they you know text or songs if I have an idea and I, it's a like this but not this I use square brackets to be like come yes. back and change this yeah, yeah. so if you were writing that and you I think this is a completely valid way of approaching it you were like okay and then Wade stood there and he assumed a, a fucking what a square ominous brackets wizard. ominous wizard but I'll change it I'll yeah, change yeah. it but no <laughs> don't fucking worry <laughs> there were no worry. changes because yeah. the thing about the s- ominous wizard's pose is it, it means nothing like there is a wizard is not known for an ominous pose in it's, particular. It's really interesting because it, I think he's accidentally stumbled on a, on an accurate descriptive phrase because mm-hmm. it doesn't mean anything, but it is the stupidest, yeah, but I do kind of know exactly do. what... Yeah. yeah, I only know that because I know how stupid the rest of everything exactly. that has, has been written is. Yeah. Um, so he did that and then he made himself visible again and then, to whoosh. scare the shit out of this yeah. uh, person whose privacy he completely yeah. invaded. Well, you've got to make them afraid. That's one of Wade's big things. Yeah. So we pick up, as you say, immediately, straight straight after, with the, Lehengrin the first, freezing. The first sentence should have been, as I stood in my ominous <laughs> wizard's pose. Lehengrin screamed, ah, oh, an ominous wizard! What a pose! <laughs> Lehengrin froze, and when her eyes locked onto me, they seemed to double in size. Straight away, a great image. Just like, immediately. Like a cartoon <laughs> wolf who's really horny. It's a bawooga! Um... Then now this is this starting a new theme because things that we know about Lehengrin so far, she's obviously a very skillful and charismatic gunter to have created such a big YouTube channel, mm. and also because I, I don't think this was ever in doubt. She had this. She's not joking. She has found. She she's found. So she's clearly smart. She gets all the references. Like that's definitely true. Yeah. Um, but something we didn't know about Lehengrin is she's a, a simp for Wade. She's a Wade simp. 
We knew this slightly because uh, yeah. she named herself after his avatars, some sort of fucking Arthur shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another Grail Knight, maybe. I forget already. Something like but that. But here's her normal reaction to Wade appearing as an ominous wizard's pose. Then she bowed her head and slammed her right fist against her heart as she dropped to one knee. My liege, she said in a shaky no. voice, keeping her eyes on the floor. No. Ernest just oh, furiously absolutely Lee's again. <laughs> I'm Lohengrin, your humble servant, and a huge fan, sir. Truly. Please rise, Lohengrin, I said. Oh, this is awful. I'm a big fan of yours, too. This is like, this, this is just <laughs> one of those, um, like, <laughs> those, like, what is it, creepy asterisks conversations yeah, 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 yeah. made made whole. Yeah, yeah. Just are like, you know, glances, glances. lasciviously at you. Yeah. Begins Lit to drool. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's like fanfic of a scene that hasn't yet happened. It's like pre-cog fanfic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, He's she, getting, the, getting the work out of the way yeah, for him. Just don't bother. You can't make this yeah. cringe. She stands up and she's like, Sir Parzival, shaking her head in wonder. It's really you. And he's... The thing about Wade is he's a cool character and he's not he's not phased by this. He doesn't strike up an ominous wizard's pose again. Not again. He? Just, he's just done, so he's he... done that one. Okay, yeah, yeah. But he just takes it in his stride. It's really me, I replied. It's an honour to meet you, Lehengrin. He's oh, got, it's got he, a big, like, doing that. no, you're the real you're heroes. heroes. Yeah. <laughs> like, energy to it. Um, the honour is all mine and please call me Lo, all my friends do. The O is a zero. <laughs> <laughs> I should specify. You can stop the pose whenever you like. Um, he's like my friends call me Z. It's very cool. Like we've established. He's uh, like my friends call me Z. Yeah, I've never. I, I haven't seen yeah, that happen. Cool, I think good. H is the only one that calls him Z. And I think and that's so far. You get that because they're both just letters. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she reveals the depth of her simpery, saying that she's read every single one of the books written about him over the past few years, including your autobiography never mentioned previously no. which I've read at least two dozen times well that was that was obviously written by one of the bots yeah. that was written by <laughs> written Max Hardcore what the fuck his name is um, 24 times is a star. lot to read a book that's a long that's a lot of yeah. time to dedicate how, I don't know how you would do that and gun. he's also quite and a young do, man and do like, a podcast he hasn't done that much yeah stuff. What, what what she means is she read Ready, Ready Player, Player One 24 <laughs> times and who of us hasn't yeah um, do you think that um Ernest invented Lahengrin because no such woman has presented themselves to him personally about, as having read Ready Player, about One, Ready Player One. Yeah. Sad thing is, I think probably people have. I think Ernest is no, but not the sort that he'd want. Yeah, because what quite, he wants is because he's a he's a nerd porn auteur. auteur. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That yeah. is true. Um, so I know pretty much everything there is to know about you. Everything that's ever been made public, anyway. I'm kind of obsessed with you. It's it's funny he said because I know things about you that. <laughs> I don't limit myself to the public sphere, Lohengrin. I, I, I winked <laughs> ominously. Striking a These pose. robes? Why? Thanks for noticing. They brought me what the I call The documents I perused in abilities. these. Goodness me. <laughs> if I had a dime for every camera that I... <laughs> um, she does that cool thing of, you know, like, one of the things whenever you're auditioning someone or wherever you're watching like student films or, mm-hmm. or like a fringe play how, how people handle dialogue that interrupts I think is a very very telling indicator of whether they understand the where people where people speech. raise and then yeah. do a big like huh? what do you mean you've got I don't know what you're saying <laughs> like this painful pause he just does like there's something very false about I'm kind of obsessed with you that's the end of the thought and yeah. then he does the dash end yeah. of speech she suddenly it's got to cut into something. Yeah, like it can't be. Yeah. It's just not just instead of. I a think sentence. if he'd done, I'm kind of obsessed with, and then cut it there. He would have thought. Pro- well, the reader won't get what she's we, obsessed. Yeah, with. maybe not. Could be anything. She's on her knees, like yeah. <laughs> a fist on on heart, <laughs> doing a Silas from the yeah. Da Vinci Code. <laughs> um, she winces in embarrassment, as as I think you should in these circumstances. And then pounds her right fist against her forehead several times. Right. She's always like punching herself with her fist. What is she doing? So What's this about? It's just like, oh, silly me. I've, I'm a real person. That's not how I describe that. <laughs> she's like, she punches she's herself just slamming in the herself. <laughs> her cheeks had turned a bright shade of red. An indication she hadn't shut off her avatar's blush response oh, that we set up before. That's so funny because <laughs> what I like there is that he said her cheeks went red. Then he remembered that they're not actually 
in the physical oh, yeah, realm. Yeah. But then he realized he still he'd wanted that. Yeah, he'd written that sentence. He, the backspace key is broken. Yeah. We'll just pop in the little blush function. She sure. probably hadn't switched off any of her avatar's other involuntary emotional oh, responses stop it, either. Will you? Younger Oni users did this intentionally. They referred to it as <clears throat> rolling real, which oh, is pretty fucking cool. God. That's pretty cool. Would you roll real? I, 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 I would not. not. Well, no. actually, I would, but it would be indistinguishable from people yeah. who weren't. <laughs> people are like, oh, Isaac, you've got your things <laughs> you're turned roll, off. You're not rolling no. real. No, no, I super am. This is just the way I am. Using the robes of Anorak, I, I, inter- I sort of like dived in and looked at all of the different involuntary bodily responses she was blood, having. <laughs> the blood dopamine levels and saw that she was into me. Um, he now sympathises. He's like, oh, poor Lo. Her nervousness at meeting an idol reminded me too much of myself for comfort. And he pivots the conversation in a very well, gentlemanly <laughs> way. When, when I'm at Halliday, I too was punching myself silly. <laughs> um, and so he pivots the conversation to be like, look, what's the vibe? Like, what what have you found? And <laughs> what's she's, the vibe? she's like, okay, I'm going to show you. But first, I need to show you how I found it. Because that's the question that's been on our lips as well. I think probably I, that, the only I am actually bit. interested yeah, exactly. to know why, Same. like how she found this. Same. Oh, what I'd have said first is before I do that, I want at least 500 mil. She's thinking. Yes. She's thinking. <laughs> Listen, Mr. Watts, she said, keeping her eyes on the floor. I don't mean any disrespect, but would you mind verbally confirming that the reward is still <clears throat> one billion US dollars? Not at all, I said. If anything, you tell me helps me locate one of the seven shards of the siren soul, a phrase I'll never tire of saying. No. Then I will immediately transfer one billion dollars. It just sounds so like it's so bullshit. It is it? just little and child. It is, a, it is a little kid. One billion dollars to your Aces account. It's all outlined in the contract you signed when you sent me your clue. Do you remember the contract? No, no. What, what she sent was an email. Yeah. She sent an email. Before anyone could try to claim the reward, they were required to sign a digital shard clue submission contract that my lawyers so, had drafted. Things don't have to have names. You can just say contract. I was it actually, meant the same thing. I was actually surprised that he didn't do brackets SCSC afterwards. <laughs> SC squared seven, or something. Seven shards of the siren souls. Shard, shard contract. Submission contract. <laughs> Um, S-S-O-S-S-S-C-S-C As the Gunters As the younger Gunts Were calling it They were calling it Susksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksk
For the past few years, Lohengrin says, I've been scouring Middletown looking for a way to alter the time period of the simulation. You know, because of the couplet. The couplet? She paused in her search and turned around to look at me. On Kira's headstone? Oh, right, I said. Uh, of course. I had no idea what she was talking about. We didn't either, reader. We had no idea. And Lohengrin could obviously see it on my face. Her eyes widened in surprise. Oh my god, you don't even know about the couplet, do you? That's so good. That's, that's based cool. that's, that's based cool. of low. So the couplet, it turns out, is it's very cool, first of all. And it's an interesting I want to analyze it on two fronts. First of all, like in universe and then out of universe. Out of universe, I think a cynic might say that this is what you would refer to as like an untelegraphed twist. Because it's a bit of information that we had no way of, of right. getting ourselves. I was doing a lot of research into like how riddles are structured in murder mysteries and things. Yeah. And the primary source of like an unsatisfying riddle, obviously, is if at the end you're like, oh, it was this character you never, you heard, never of heard of or yeah, met yeah, yeah. and how I had no way of knowing. Even if you can't or, reasonably... Or, or if it's someone that you, you have seen, but for reasons that are entirely yeah, like entrouded. Completely concealed from yeah. you. Um, so, I mean, you could say that he's done that there because, like, part of the fun of this book should surely be trying to work out, oh, how will you get the riddles? So I sort of don't care because there's no way that we could because he makes yeah, this yeah, stuff yeah, up yeah, yeah. on the spot anyway. Like, even the stuff, even the things that are telegraphed are completely untelegraphed, really, because it we don't have to be we Wade. don't know anything about it until yeah. Wade tells us. It's true. It's just a shame, I think, from the perspective of like I think it I think it possibly just feels this way because it's the first thing that Wade hasn't known. Yeah, maybe. maybe I think that's, that's why, why it feels so weird. Because I really identify with Wade. That felt like a gut punch to me. We- <laughs> Weirdly, I think this makes it better because it's like I do like it, that it's he's quite nice not that in the he's, position of yeah, knowing, of being he, able to go, oh, of course I knew that five years ago. Yeah. I invented it. Um in universe then, Wade is uh, she re- sort of thinks to herself, she frowns at me and shook her head as if to say, how far the mighty have fallen. Here's how it works, though. It's a very cool couple, and I want you to really get on board with it. Mm-hmm. You know how in Peter Jackson's film adaptation of The Two Towers, uh, there's a scene where King Theoden <coughs> places a symbol mine, is how I'm going to say it, to type of flower, on Theodred's tomb, she asked. You know, you remember that one? Yeah, one well, I nodded. I nodded. Well, if you visit the recreation of Kira's grave on E-Earth, that's Earth, that's Earth, and place a symbol mine taken from Arda on it, which is like the heaven, I think, in Middle-Earth, a rhymed couplet appears on her headstone, Lowe said. Other types of flowers indigenous to Middle-Earth might work. I haven't tested all of them. That's, that's good. That's, she's leaving the possibilities open. I felt like a complete idiot. Yeah, you are. I'd visited <clears throat> Kira's grave Wait, on I, the Earth several I'm times. I'm pretty sure that we suggested you do that back in a previous app. At least I could hide my embarrassment, since I wasn't rolling real, answering our previous question. Cool. She pulls up a screenshot of this process. But hang on a minute. A minute ago, she could tell that he... Yeah, no, it doesn't work. Don't worry about. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Don't worry about anything. Don't. If there's inconsistency, it's your fault. It's my. Sorry, that is my bad. Sorry, Um, listeners. Sorry, listeners. She pulls up a screenshot of Kira's headstone on Earth, and having like added the flower or whatever, we get a couplet. Now I know you love all the riddle sections. You're a big Dan Brown fan. I love rewatching. And I love poetry. Yeah, the shorter the better. (laughs) You're gonna love this. The first shard lies in the siren's first den. So the question isn't where, but when. Ah, now, it didn't right, scan yeah. amazingly. It's why I had no, it doesn't. Pause. Yeah, yeah. The first shard lies in the siren's first den. Then. So the question isn't where, it's but when. when. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there it was, after all these years, a genuine clue. And it seems that Lohengrin is the first person to find this. Like he, No one has mentioned that there is this clue out there. And so clearly... The problem, as the couplet suggests, is not the location, but the time. It is. It's not. It's not where. I think the line was. It's, it's but when. It's but when. It isn't where. Do, 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 but when. The time period of this simulation is always set in 1986, and Kira lived in Middletown from the fall of 1988 to the summer of 1989. So I think you're a great riddler as well. I think what you'd realise is we need to somehow need change to the simulation it to, to the time she was she there. She was there. Yeah. She's tried that though. She holds up an object that resembled an oversized pocket watch, a rare time travel device called an Omni, but no dice. Time machines don't function. Sorry, here. called a what? An Omni, an Omni, like omnibenevolent, right. omnivore. Uh, I don't quite know why it's and called what, that. What's the? 
actually Oni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's too... Oni with an M is this. Yeah, the, yeah. The Omni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this was something I already knew firsthand. I brought my own time machine, Ecto-88, to Middletown to try the same thing. I'd upgraded the car with a fully functional <coughs> and extremely expensive flux capacitor, which allowed me to time travel on planets where doing so was an option. Wait, but hang on. That. Wait, Go so on. he did this anyway? <clears throat> he... He no, didn't he know he didn't, about time he didn't have the clue, but he did bring his car here to do it anyway. I think he, yeah, I think he did actually. Oh yeah, yeah, he did. I just said that he did. Right. So he tried the time travel. Just why not? I guess yeah. just on a hunch, but it didn't work. I like the sentence as well, as well as the references Ecto eighty eight and flux capacitor, which I know we all enjoyed. Huge. I liked the sort of disingenuous fence sitting of allowing me to time travel on planets where doing so was an option. Yeah. It's like I won't be pinned down once again on, yeah, to the specifics. As to whether I can or yeah. cannot time travel When I travel need to, planets. I can. When I don't, I cannot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his flux puzzle didn't work on Middletown, so he's like, what the fuck? Gave up on that as an option. Yeah. Kira knows that Riddle, that the couplet implies that changing the time frame has to be part of the solution, and so she perseveres. And what Do you mean she, low? Yeah, yeah, my yeah, bad, cool. low. What she does was she explores the room and she finds something that no one else had seen in the room before. It was the shard. It was the seven <laughs> <It's> shard. huge. <laughs> this bloody great big shard. No, what she finds was a shrink-wrapped wall calendar for the year 1989. It was just on a shelf. Now, you may be wondering, surely someone would have checked for that before. And Wade thinks the same thing. He was like, hang about, that wasn't there when I looked. And Gunters, indeed, he confirms, have spent years studying the contents of this very room. Why didn't any of them find it? Because it wasn't here, Lowe said, grinning mm. wide. I checked, and this is a new thing for us to know about, I checked Gunterpedia. Oh! Perhaps that would be your oh, homepage. Oh, I don't want that to be a word. Can <laughs> we a, Can we have that removed? We can't, no. It's can we of, are, we're going to use it if we ask here on if we write to Ernest, we Not say we'll chance. be much nicer going forward, <laughs> but he has to retcon it out. Um... There's an itemised list of every single object in the basement. The only calendar listed on it is the one hanging on the wall. And she holds up a 1989 calendar, um, which, by the way, has some cool art of uh, a bikini-clad female warrior astride a black steed brandishing a magic ring. That's hot. It's really cool. That's hot. And so basically what it means is that the calendar only appeared after Halliday's puzzle had finished, after the contest that Wade won finished, then... Materialize this calendar. So wait. So why were people categorizing it? People were categorizing it previously beforehand? as part of the Ready Player One gunting, right? Because they thought that Ogs hideout. <clears throat> in fact, it may well have been a part of that puzzle. I don't and, recall. And and no one. And after the second riddle came out, no one has had a look. Well, they since. probably checked. Gunter they Peter just and they were, were like, checking Gunterpedia. Yeah, like you can't be making. This trips. is the problem when you don't do your own original research. Well, think how expensive it is for ever for everyone without the that is true, yeah. to travel because they don't. They've only got a regular user. No, but abilities. Wade made it free for everyone. To... He made it more expensive. Oh, right, I see. Yeah, sorry, yeah. So what happens is you swap the 1989 calendar with the one on the wall, um, and this for the first time is possible. Previously, you can't like change things in the simulation, or everyone would just fuck it up. They would grief it, as Ernest might say. But now you can swap them around, and when you do, it's pretty gamer. The night, the like day-night cycle <laughs> whizzes through, Whoa. and the pages of the calendar, in a very cinematic way. <laughs> They Almost like it was being made into a film. Almost like he's planning that already. Yeah. They flip like time-lapse footage played back at high speed is his description. And when the strobing stops, the surroundings have changed. The couches in Og's basement had rearranged themselves and two more bookshelves had appeared against the far wall. <gasps> what? Whoa, I heard myself whisper. I glanced at the digital alarm clock sitting on top of one of the bookshelves. Its glowing blue display said the local time was now <clears throat> 1.07am. That's the night. That's the morning night. Fuck. For the first time, they're seeing Middletown, this simulation that's existed since the development of the Oasis in night. And for a gunter like I know you are, you must be hard as a mast right what now. What the fuck? Positively Let me tell you, if I was rolling real, I'd have to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> she was beaming with pride. Swapping the calendars changes the time period of the Middletown simulation from October 1986 to April 1989, she explains. At Just night. in case we didn't yeah. get that. yeah, yeah. yeah. If this is April 1989, I said, then what happens if we go over to the Barnett's empty guest bedroom now? Low grinned. Before we head over there, you need to obtain an item located in this room. An audio cassette tape that Kira gifted to both Halliday and Og. So When she was... Was she two-timing them? No, she wasn't. She was platonic friends with both of them, as far as 
we know at the time but she they clearly had up. well she eventually was going to she was I don't know up. if she was at this she point so just to make this really clear there are two places in Middletown which is the town where they all grew up or well Og and Halliday grew up there Kira was just there on some exchange program for about uh, for about as long as the plot requires that's about good yeah. <laughs> one fateful good, yeah. summer um, where they became best friends for life and so at the moment we're in Og's house in his basement and we're going because the shard is going to be in Kira's the bedroom she stayed in she for stayed one in, summer right. one year um, and they need the, the item to like unlock the powerful powerful bedroom the item is and this is cool it's a mixtape called Lucosia's Mix Oscar Miller mentions it in his memoir I didn't know who Oscar Miller was, so nope. I googled it, cool. and there's nothing about it on Google. Good. I've I've intuited that he was just someone that they all knew, right? Okay. Who wrote a memoir called the Middletown Adventurers Guild? He wrote about it in that memoir, but he doesn't give the full track list. He just mentions one song that was on it. There is a light that never goes out by the Smiths. Smith. Low nodded. That's exactly right. There are two copies of Lucosia's misc- uh, mix in the Middletown simulation. One in Halliday's Walkman in his bedroom, and one here. The other one is in Og's boombox. Just very cool flavour. They eject the tape and it says that according to Miller's book, Kira made two copies of this mixtape, she repeats, holding it up. She gave one to Og and one to Halliday a few months before her school year abroad and she had to go back home to London. Big up. Big up the ends. Oh, yeah. I didn't know we were going to feature. We're going to feature so heavily. So they have to take this version of Lucosia's mix. We're going to have to because there's going to have to be some Doctor Who, isn't there? Because she loved Doctor Who. Well, possibly, but not now. I'm afraid. No, no, no. But what I mean is at some point. They're going to have to come to London. Fuck, that would be cool. Because there's going to have to be some Doctor Who, isn't there? No, Um, it would be bad. So they take the mix and they sprint off up to Kira's old bedroom. Why, he could just travel them there. You've got to sprint because it's it's an action bit. Right, I see it. They're running. Then she pointed up as they arrived to Kira's bedroom window on the second floor. It was the only room in the house with a light on. In fact, glancing up and down the street... I saw that it was the only illuminated window on the entire block. Lohengrin saw me noticing this and nodded her approval, but she didn't say anything. I thought for a moment, then took a copy of Lucosia's mix out of my inventory and examined the track list. There it was, the seventh song on side eight. Seventh. Seventh. There is a light that never goes out by the Smiths, one of Kira's all-time favourites. Wow, that's This must be for you hearing this now. Like the end of the usual suspects when the the mug the Kobayashi cracks. mug yeah. and you're like everything's coming into place everything's coming together all these things I knew beforehand <laughs> like like the fact that it was elements. 1989 yeah. like the fact that she the loved there is a light that never the goes symbol out made on Theodred's Kira grave in Ursat's Earth uh, yeah why I, I was thinking about that just the I've other been day pondering those for so long and it's so great the feeling to have <sighs> them all slot into place yeah. they go up to the bedroom where posters adorn the walls, the dark crystal, the last unicorn, purple rain, the Smiths, all the cool posters. Sheets of graph paper were tacked up everywhere. I'd read about this. Kira had spent hundreds of hours copying pixels from the screen onto the graph paper, colouring them in hand by hand, one square at a time. Og was fond of saying that his wife had, quote, always had a knack for bringing pixels to life. This is prefiguring her artistry when she went on to create lots of the art in the Oasis. Basically, what they're going to do is put this tape into a machine have they just got the one they've got there are two tapes in the simulation but I, they only I, need the listen, one I know that more than I need <laughs> I don't know to. if I mentioned oh, one, one in just... the Walkman <laughs> Halliday oh, one in the box man, comma boom one in the yeah Og's boom <clears throat> box okay. um, there are no family photos on the wall but she did have several pictures taped around the edge of her mirror showing Kira with her nerdy circle of friends Halliday Og the others, the other misfit members <laughs> Oliver, of the Middletown Adventurers was. Guild. Yeah. Several of those boys would later write tell-all books about growing up with Halliday and Og. And like every other die-hard gunter, I'd scoured them all for details and might help me unlock the puzzles and riddles Halliday left behind. But it transpires that none of them ever actually saw what her bedroom looked like. So that this is probably a speculative design that they've come up with. Right. Because she was never allowed to have male visitors up there. None of the boys in the guild had ever seen Kira's room, including Og and Halliday. But I would have been willing to bet they both spent plenty of time imagining what it looked like. Oh. They said of a child's bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he... that was what I was looking at now. One perv said of some others. <laughs> <laughs> a simulation of what Halliday imagined Kira's room looked like back then. So they just gave her like... <laughs> The, the Smiths posters yeah. you know, all of these things 
Um, there's a brief tangent to mention some some cool hardware, which is the Dragon 64. You'll know, but forgive me for re-explaining. Please. A British yeah. PC built with the same hardware as the TRS-80 Color Computer 2, uh, the first computer Halliday ever owned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. According to one of the old journalists. And he felt the need to explain that. Well, yeah, because in, okay. in Anorak's Almanac, when he found out that he and Kira owned compatible computers, he took it as a sign that they were meant to be together. He was wrong, of course. You and I own compatible computers. Did are you we, take that as a sign? Are we supposed to... I think, oh I think my it must God. be. She's got a big dot matrix printer, which is cool and fun. Blah, blah, blah. They put the tape in and they fast forward to the end of the sixth song, which you've got to know is Jesse's Girl by Rick Springfield. Sure. And then Morrissey begins to croon. Take me out tonight. <laughs> I glanced around the room. Nothing happened. I glanced over at Lohengrin. I imagine that his finger is like poised over some like delete account button. Yeah. <laughs> she held up a hand he's, and mouth. He's like, he's now invisible drawing a <laughs> huge drawing sword. And a lightsaber. <laughs> she held up a hand and mouth the word wait. So we waited. We waited until about three minutes into the song. Oh, when Morrissey good. starts to sing a riff on the title <clears throat> over and over again. Yep. There is a light and it never goes out. As he sang light for the first time, the lid of a wooden jewellery box sitting next to the stereo flew open and a necklace floated up out of it as if lifted by an invisible hand. It was silver with a blue gemstone and I recognised it as the one Kira was wearing in her 1989 Middletown High School yearbook photo. According to his autobiography, Og gave it to her the first time he told her he was in love with her. Wow. When the Smith song ended, there was a blinding flash of light. When it faded, the what? floating what? necklace... it went out? <laughs> There Incredible. Is light and, and it, it might go out. out. <laughs> when it faded, the floating necklace had transformed into a large blue teardrop shaped crystal spinning in front of us. A sort of a, a shard there of sorts. At long last, <laughs> one of the seven shards of the siren's soul. Wow. End of chapter. Goodness a me. A thrilling chase through time itself. And we land now with what I can describe as one-seventh of the plot having been completed. Having been resolved. Doesn't bode well that it t- took seven chapters to get there. No, it, what? But How many chapters did well, it take? Don't get too excited because by his numbering scheme, this is chapter 0006. And we did three at once. Yeah. Um, yeah okay, so cool. so it's not good. It's not no, exciting no, sorry, or clever. It's not. So in fact, actually, this is chapter eight that we just did by our naming convention. Mm-hmm. Chapter six, according to him, because he's ca- he can't count. Uh, so but if we take an average, you're fucking right. <laughs> just another forty-two to go until we get all the rest of them. Here's hoping. and then probably some so- another seven to sort out the finale. Yeah. Now before we dive into some real-world writing advice to yeah. cap off this episode, I wondered how you how you felt in that chapter because for me, when I was reading it, I felt an excitement I felt a focus that had been previously really lacking quite noticeably from the text now we're we're in like the fun part right we're in the kind of froth this is the adventure this is the riddle this is the couplet this is how you solve it you're like oh fuck yes does it fill you with hope that we're going to continue at this kind of breakneck pace maybe Lohengrin now enlisted on a on a kind of road trip adventure throughout the Oasis galaxy finding shards on finding a, on a sort of zero hours contract <laughs> helping to find NDA'd up to yeah. the teeth can't mention it to another living soul or you're instantly killed with the super user abilities wiped from her house uh, no I can't say it gives me hope oh um, that's disappointing I, I suppose it gives us a, a glimmer yeah is what it does um, it is it is in a way better yeah it, it, well it certainly is better than a lot of what we've had because like you say there is there is something resembling story there and it feels like he's suddenly found his footing like in the story the issue I think is this thing that you that you brought up right and I, I know that I, I maintain that it's kind of interesting that the crux of this is something that Wade himself didn't know. Yeah. But then the issue is that if Klein's only means of telling us things is things Wade knows, um, which like isn't his own, like mm-hmm. that's first person fiction largely. Yeah. But if, if everything is going to be puzzle based in that way and we only discover information when it's new, then the, none of the puzzles could possibly have any like gratification in being solved like we i was thinking about this because we've been playing lots of puzzle games right and all of the best ones that we've had have no hints as to like what you're 
supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. It's just that, like, you have to explore and find and try things. And sometimes they work as long as they don't. Now, obviously, a book is not the same. It is like a narrated piece of fiction. But, like, lots of good mystery work is about this, like, the very precise sowing of seeds, isn't it? For you to pick up in a way that you could have feasibly come to this conclusion yeah. but even also, if it's an illusory sense that you could yes. have because you never actually could be Poirot no you've got to feel when he's when he says aha Hastings it was him that you're like oh yeah okay, yeah okay sense. and I can see that and the, the thing that the reference for that that the reasons for that that conclusion are things that you were aware of yeah whereas like it's quite interesting that the crux of this was one thing that he didn't realise yeah. and that gets explained to him but then after that Everything else is, again, just like, oh, I sort of knew this, but no one knew that. And I sort of knew this, but no one it knew seems that. Like, and we did these five things, yeah. and then there it was. It seems like either way that he goes now... Well, first, before I say this point, I just don't think there's time in the novel now. We're, like, 35% in. There's not time to satisfactorily, like, approach sowing more seeds and then, you know, having riddles that sowing are any satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. But either the format is going to be something like a hand wave we spent the next year discovering five more and then we just focus on the last two or something which is kind of what i'm expecting yeah, to happen. I assume so. or the whole structure is going to be split between ones that he knows everything about that we don't know or she knows everything about that we don't know and both of those are equally unsatisfying as a reader because you're just like well it's just a list of stuff i didn't <clears throat> know and in a book that is entirely premised on it's got to be things I have heard of yeah, to enjoy. That's the this only the, like, selling point that it has. Right? For it to be like a reference to something that you could never have known because I just made it up. Yeah. Like what number am I thinking of? <laughs> what, how many fingers am I holding up? Hang on. Was it seven? I it asked Lohengrin and she said it was six. So I gave her another billion dollars. <laughs> and anyway, we found them all now and I'm double rich. I have a, I have a feeling because I think part of the, the problem here is that he's, he's got a double-edged sword for himself. Or a, something of a, a poison chalice that yeah. he poisoned himself climb yeah. here. Which is that it's shit if um, he just solves it. Yeah. Right. It's rubbish if he just knows and solves it again. Um, but the alternative is that, which I think is the possibility, is that basically every one of his like friends who's ditched him is going to be uh, crucial yeah. to getting I one of counted them, how many there right are, like could actually yeah be uh, that's the only reason he's introduced a new character <laughs> there were only six um like the last one's gonna be artemis yeah. obviously there's like h there's the guy who's single-handedly repopulating japan <laughs> like there's all of this right? maybe his baby will have all, yeah <laughs> there's all of these like each of these people something like that something yeah, yeah. but if that's the case it's also shit because then wade is is useless it's He's just pointless. like watching a montage of someone else's holiday photos at that point yeah exactly like, then, and then we found the third and then we one. found what the third oh remember the yeah. fourth one and no. and he's literally just like the guy funding it yeah <laughs> funding this search yeah it's um he has written himself into a corner which is quite spectacularly achieved in a book that has done nothing so far yeah like it's a shame to have written nothing that creates forward momentum but also to have it's, written yourself out of a good book out of at being this able point. to yeah. he's like it's, he's written himself into a stalemate situation yeah. like they're just like dancing around the, the, the board we don't know that's definitely the case because we might be we might have to eat our words if if Ernest pulls this one out of the bag it could, no, if he manages I'm, to make this into a fun like I would at this point settle for it's like we've been watching re-watching the Dan Brown movies recently yeah. and Dan Brown's obviously he, not one of the great writers of all time oh, what? but when he's at his best it's just airplane fun reading right yes it's like here's a puzzle dan brown's puzzles usually although preposterous in many ways they at least have an element that you could be like oh yeah i see how that's solved like i see the logic from the statement of the puzzle to a clue that's called calling back to something yeah to the resolution to even though lots of the history is bullshit yeah usually the bits that they use to solve the puzzle yeah. are not and, and they're so, things and that you could have Googled, you, right? Yeah, they're like, like real-world things yeah, that we all know about. The, and, and, like, sometimes they're shit, but at least they were puzzles. Like, yeah. the, the a knight, a pope interred, and yeah. it's like, oh, it's actually meant a, a pope, pope, Alexander yeah. Pope. The formatting, don't worry don't about Don't worry about that, the like, weird syntax. But, like, that, that is something that's just, that happened, yeah. right? So you can... 
what I'm hoping is that it goes in that direction because I think if it does it could be an entertaining end to the novel I'm hoping that he stays out of all discourse really that Wade fades into the background as a character becomes just a vehicle for narrating the, Fado you know, the, the finding of all of these things um, but I don't hold out hope that he can avoid no carrying on to centre Wade the world's most boring character ever created I think, and ruining it I think himself. that this is the this is the big problem and it's it's why I think this certainly in book form mm. um, is just massively incompatible is that at least with say like the Dan Browns or with any kind of like good murder mystery or whodunit or something there is there's a cap isn't there on what could possibly be being referenced yeah that the 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 puzzle and therefore the clues are contained yeah. within a certain realm. Like <clears throat> they have to you be know, about Christ. They have to be about Jesus, or they have or to Italian be in the Vatican, art. or they yeah. There has to be a Benini sculpture <laughs> of exactly the thing we're discussing. Uh, yeah, and what do you know? It there's four of them. Like, um, the, but but that's it. It's not like, and this I think was the big problem that we noticed when we when we watched Inferno. Right? It's yeah. like suddenly it's like oh, and now we're going to Turkey, and now we're going to here, yeah. and now we're going there, and it was all a, a lot of drivel. Um, and it had to be because he, I don't know, he'd had a stroke or something. Like, he yeah. didn't know what the fuck was going on. Like, you've got that kind of like the main character incapacitated thing. Whereas with Ready Player One and Two, his whole thing is like, well, it could be anything, anything <laughs> from these two decades. Anything from these two decades could be involved. Or maybe it's not. Yeah. And it could be the most famous thing you've ever heard of, or it could be this one game that I played on a console that doesn't exist apart from in this one town. That I was very good at. I was... And let me tell you... And not even because of the super And I knew knew all the code. I remembered (laughs) the code in my head. Yeah, And so, so not only... Not only does it seem bullshit when they figure it out, yeah. figure it out in like the loosest possible terms, when they just suddenly know what to do. Yeah. But like, there's it. It's it probably just leaves you feeling incredibly defeated yeah. because it's like, well, I could have, I could now write that chapter, and it would make no difference to the novel if I if I made that discovery completely different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If I rewrote that chapter and instead she found it by just pulling the shard out of Wade's arse, right? <laughs> if she just went, well, While Morris I, is playing. Yeah, she just goes, oh, what's that? And points up and then just like, lifts up the shoves, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> shoves her arm up him. Parzival, he's not rolling real, so he's still like stony-faced. Yeah. Wade, puppeteering Wade, him. Wade in his spider coffin is having an absolute fit, right? <laughs> and she just pulls out and goes, yeah. it was is. here all along. <laughs> and he, he would have to go, wow, oh, yeah. it really was. Here's a billion dollars. And then, and then we put the that in, and the next chapter, could, it would make no difference. Yeah, the the novel would be no different. It's definitely a problem of of like the scope of the domain of things that it can refer to. I agree. the The thing that stuck with me when I was researching this essay I did that was about puzzles and mystery writing was a comment that one writer said. I can't remember who it was. Sorry, if they're definitely dead, so they don't mind. <laughs> but it was like the genius of Agatha Christie, why she's lasted well beyond kind of you know a fairly workmanlike prose that she's often criticised for, um, is that the murderer is always the most obvious person. And like, <laughs> the things she does is take something that you would, if you were just presented with the facts, be like, well, it's him. Like, it's the mm-hmm. jealous husband. And then she manages to obscure that through yeah. so many layers of, of like, very, very clever and always confined to one domain series of things and events that happen that seem to rule things out or like fundamental mistakes and assumptions that people make that all seem reasonable a proper red herring not just a lie <laughs> yeah not just oh well he was actually dead oh no wait yeah. he wasn't oh no no he wait he's wasn't. alive yeah um which is exactly what happens here right it's oh it was in the place what do you mean it was in the place i checked no 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 you checked the wrong time of the place like, yeah it's completely oh but i looked for i found a calendar oh but the calendar wasn't there yeah, yeah. it's just it, like, like it completely has the vibe of like a child even, came up yeah, with a puzzle like it, because the whole point of it is that well actually some of the most dedicated people for years and years and years have looked at all the information and Stored not been able to, to have, yeah have not been able to solve it and it's because oh wow because of bullshit because, because it wasn't there and none of them have checked in the years since yeah exactly because thing. I just just because I said yeah. so for no real reason it wouldn't it's the kind of problem that I can imagine being the first draft of your puzzle like if I think the game analogy is quite good because it, this would work as like a point and click adventure yeah right? 100% you appear on that street 
you know there is something you have to do to alter we, the time frame. We literally played like a game the yeah. other week where it was about we had to change the time yeah. and places in order to get certain clues and help each other. And, and if the answer was, well, that thing just wasn't there until it was, then you'd be like, okay, that's well, game, very unsatisfying. The game is busted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we, because we played the, the Rusty Lake games, right? And the uh, one unsatisfying puzzle in the entire yeah. like franchise Corpus. that we found so far was one where it was like everything had to be six but for no reason. Yeah. You couldn't work out that that was it. You could have done it maybe through trial and error of, over the course of about five hours. Yeah. But it was just, oh, it had to be sick. It just can't be arbitrary. And yet, I yeah. think I think the fundamental issue that Ernest is grappling with is that he doesn't know whether to make this a book about the solving of what could be some quite fun, light-hearted, not very deep, but just enjoyable puzzles, or if you want to make this a book about Wade. And because he's... I think it's almost as simple a problem as it just being from Wade's perspective. Like, I don't think there's a way he could write the novel from here on out that removes enough of the hateful character of Wade. <laughs> yeah. Even if the puzzles are now, like, world-class excellent. <laughs> I don't want him be, to solve yeah, them. Like, I do not want him to solve him. them. And the way, the, like, self-satisfaction that will be present in every single step of the journey to solving mm. them, no matter how obvious or, or arbitrary the leap, is such that, like, Wade is just the main obstacle to fun. It's the same way that, like, National Treasure... It, it's not a film about Nicolas Cage's character. He, he's largely no. immaterial, apart from yeah. the fact that Nicolas Cage knows is such the an entertaining <laughs> yeah. presence. Like, you could sub in almost any character, and that works. Because it's not a film about him, it's a film about the plot, the yeah. story. And this book wants to be both, and succeeds at neither. In really, yeah. really like, glaring... Lights turning on at the end of a night in the just club. Her, fuck, fuck me. Everyone's fuck. a lot uglier. Oh God, it's awful. <laughs> it's just oh no, like everything's gone wrong. Inescapable. Speaking of a kind of inescapable wrongness, let's just cap off this beautiful episode by ruining our lives by Chuck by virtue of Chuck Wendig's witch bullshit. It's really it's really good because you know, we're talking about this idea of what's a good conclude a conclusion to a puzzle yeah. or a game or a story and whatnot. And here we're we're gonna conclude off the list. We've got one, two, You're saying three, this is the end. Four, five. Oh, and then that's no more Chuck. Six. Can I just, sorry, just press you on this point. On. Then there's no more Chuck on the on the show. Well, there's no more of this article. And, but Chuck's and, got a whole website. <laughs> and a book. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck, maybe um, we should do a bonus in, thing in order to book. In order to, 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 to properly mm. kind of scrape every little bit of advice from the, from the internet's Chuck yeah. Wendig's barrel. Yeah, pick his brain, as he might say. Yeah. But he means in a literal zombie way. Yeah. Pick the brain. Fuck, I bet he, he does that yeah, some way. Probably. So <clears throat> we're going clues 20 to 25. Six, yeah. six not clues, tips. Uh, tips. <laughs> For those who don't know, Chuck Wendig is a writer of books in the Star Wars Extended Universe and of the most obnoxious uh, blog his, uh, and, and Twitter feed. His douchebag. Um, yeah, he doesn't he come across me. well. Yeah. Okay, so. Great advice, though. Tip number 20. Malt. Okay. When in doubt, shed your flesh. Ah. Let your true author spirit emerge from the leavings of your discarded scale and leathery epidermis. I didn't know malting could refer to skin. I thought that was like a fur-only situation, but that's on me. No, well, yeah. See, you're learning. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. That Um, that was the end of that tip. Okay, so it didn't didn't really link it back to writing. What it it said about your true author spirit. Because you're... You know how sometimes when you're trying to write a song... Hmm. You're like, oh, my I, skin's in the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to let the music out, but there's, does there's too much skin. Yeah, like when Aslan makes him peel all his scales off. Yeah. Love that bit. Listen to Le Guin. Mm, okay. Ursula this K. Le Guin once famously said of writing, writing is a toilet man's job. I don't know what it means, but she said it to me last night in a dream. Always follow your dreams is really the larger point I'm trying to make. See, libeling... Ursula Le Guin. Yeah, having last dead, time much better writer. Having last time called Margaret Atwood a lycanthropic bear person. Um, it's weird. This week, it's weird. It's, it's weird that they're both women. Almost like he hates <laughs> them. I, I'm not saying that. No, he no, does. no. We would. Never. I am not saying that. Yeah. I, I in fact didn't. say I'm that. saying that someone could take that. Saying you could read this article and come away with a, a real conclusion. Saying that Ursula Le Guin came to you in a dream and talked about the toilet man. Is, is its own kind of respect, I suppose. <laughs> That's what Aretha sang about. <laughs> 22. Fuck it. Just pretend. Cool. 
you can get all the benefits of being a writer just by telling people you're a writer. Mm. Something I think letting the mask slip there <laughs> from shock. Just by it's, writing a tip, a tip after tip approach to it, blogging. It's okay. They won't follow up. Nobody reads books. You can just say it. I'm a writer. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Then you name some made-up books you wrote. Oh, I wrote The Judas Contingency and its sequel, The Red Pumpkin. Nobody will ever go check your work. Mm. They won't buy it. They'll probably tell you they already read your books. My mum loved that one, the person will say. God, people are the worst. That's that's quite a depressing one from Chuck. I feel like he's got some anger. Well, obviously he has because he's so yeah. sexually aggressive in every single thing. <laughs> every single thing you accommodate. Yeah. But like that just that didn't match the tone of the rest of the article, which has been uh, whimsical, irreverent, all our favourite qualities. That one just sounded like he's annoyed that people haven't read any of his books. Well, no, like, and the, the simple fact of the matter is, is he could say he'd written uh, uh, as many books as he wants, and I would, I will never check. <laughs> I will never <laughs> That's find. That's true. Out. I have never checked. He's, he is right. Twenty-four. You must join a critique group. Okay. Stories are best when they are formed by committee. A critique group is an excellent way to ensure that your story is something everyone agrees on. Many best-selling novels have maximised mediocrity, turning it into a bona fide art form. Mm. And a critique group is a very good way to achieve that weaponized cromulence quickly. Oh, cromulence. That's, just, that's that. a Simpsons Turn, word. Turns up in all of the best tweets that as well. That is good. <clears throat> um, bonus, a critique group, if given enough time, soon becomes a cult. And if you write really well, your story can become the cult's holy book. And then one day... No, he's you'll doing be, that thing again. And then one he's day, escalating and then the one day you'll be naked in the woods. Oh, fuck. Summoning, summoning, and then this is all caps, Lord Verbalex, the recondite scion of turgid wordsmithery. Turgid. Heretic of the prose lands. He's, and he's so your horny. And he's your god now. So kill a goat and get writing, you stupid vessel. Wow. It's just every every chance he gets, he'll make someone naked or doing something like furiously. He's got a, yeah. a lot bubbling everything under the is, surface. Everything is jacking off. Essentially that so. is his right. Posting is a yeah. form of masturbation. And the final tip, tip 25, and I, I feel like this is one that we'll be taking. Yep. Um, never read Chuck Wendig again. Never take advice from writers. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what the hell we're doing either. And if we did, we wouldn't spend time telling you how to do it. We'd just be doing it. Oh. And then underneath... So then there's a, a, a picture of the front cover of his book, The Kick-Ass Writer. That's a cool name. 1001 Ways to Write Great Fiction, Get Published, and Earn Your Audience. Let me just check with you. Was it 1001? 1001. Okay. I forbid and you, you said, from buying that You book. said that you I wanted us it. to do it. Um, and then in all caps underneath that, he says, um, uh, cool, my. so now buy my book of writing advice. Okay, great, do it or you'll die. This is the only way to be a writer. Read it and it becomes a gateway allowing you to manifest your final form. It is full of bees for eating and wish-granting no. cats. Buy this book now before the Galactic Author no Guild witches. super bans it from all corners of the interstitial realm. Hurry, God damn it! shit. Fuck, that was, that was quite funny. You've got to give him that. <laughs> yeah. So I liked that tip 25 was just a get-out-of-jail-free card for, like, if my advice all sucks, which it does, then my real advice is, you know, the whole thing was like a performance art piece about why not to listen to me and people like me. I think that's always a good sign when you have to undermine the content of your own work in its delivery and very inception. I, I thought, just because... I thought this while you were saying that. Yeah. Because I just scrolled down a little further. No, there's no need to read anymore. Well, what it is, is... I was about to stop the episode. There's a comment section that oh, I thought you might okay. like to hear some Is it well received? From. Let me tell you. Chuck Simps. <clears throat> Jade M. Wong says, As always, you are hilarious and awesome. False. And always provide that much-needed oomph to get my muse to work. Jade M. Wong's nanogram of I am Chuck Wendig. <laughs> you may not know what the hell you're doing, but whatever it is, keep doing it, Chuck. Brackets. Uh, did that make sense? Fuck, she's <laughs> writing in the style. Yeah, oh, like ev- he's infecting people. Everyone is. It's a. It's like that that film Monty we watched. Pool. Yeah, that's <laughs> running through language. The, yeah, but um, this uh, Stephen R. Orr said the single best post on writing ever. No, like ever, ever. Oh. Love um, the witches. The Urban Spaceman commented, I'm not sure if you're aware, but there's a very bad smell coming from somewhere in your walls. No, it wasn't Junior, and it wasn't the cat dogs. I think one of your previous wallies may have died back there. Precisely. That's what happens when you plug up the air holes we drill for vital oxygen purposes. 
in other news, talking about in other news, I hope, confession. I hope people have found something better than space diapers to be annoyed at you over. Brackets and congrats on single-handedly ruining SW. By the way, you must be so proud <laughs> because that's some excellent writing advice. Thanks for taking the time to share. Good luck outrunning the GAG. P.S. Don't know. I assume something authors something guild. Star Wars. Oh yeah, maybe. Um, P.S. The authors guild. Oh yeah. P.S. What the hell is in? Is it sorry? What the hell is on your head? Is it a waffle? Is it a hashtag? Did tinfoil get replaced without me getting the memo? Even the criticizing vibe, no, even the yeah. critics of Chuck are adopting his like they're meeting him on his own terms linguistically and phrasing it in such a very annoying way. Sorry, this is a good one. Cepheus 42, yeah, now 42, I think. Oh, it's the sci-fi number. Yes. I need more clarity on the bees. No. What's an appropriate amount? How much is too much? Can we dip them in their own honey first? Or is that like really weird? Does it matter if it's European or African bees? That's that's definitely a a Monty Python reference. Yeah. What What about South American killer bees? Come on, don't leave me hanging here. They're swarming. I need this info now. Great article, Chuck. Glad to see you weathered the hailstorms the other day. We hid inside your beehive. I don't know what this hailstorm was. Well, do you not know? He's the one who, like, led the charge against the, like, internet archive. Oh, what? But is this what they're referring to here? Pretty sure, yeah, because this is from 2017. For people who don't know, the internet archive is, as it sounds, a very good non-profit organisation that archives things on the internet, including websites, old music, old books, all kinds of things. And Chuck found out that there was a very small amount of... Uh, piracy going on mm. and he tried to have the whole thing shut down yeah because he wants more money i think partly successfully as well yeah i think he did manage to get yeah. something something about it because he's a, a cunt well he's a great he's a great friend of the artist you don't want you don't want to be giving this stuff away for free like that's why he only gives us 25 of the 1001 yeah, for sure here, because otherwise it. that's well, it well you've got to you've yeah got to make a buck so uh so yeah i think what what's good there is not just well it's the it's advice finished. But it's also to know that people are seeing the advice for what it is, which is very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really good. And speaking of things that are very good, it's this podcast, and we love it. Oh, we'd love it, wouldn't we? If you went over to shame.city slash book review, which will open up the iTunes store in your device and left us a little five-star review. A little five-star review would How be many? really appreciated. Any amount of stars okay, that you cool. like, but about five is mandatory. Is good, yeah. About five is pretty good. Don't be doing less than that, because you don't want to be the person that pulls our rating down, do yeah. you? Yeah, if you don't like the show, just imagine that the it's out of ten, yeah, yeah, and then five is, is still like, you're average. still slagging us off. Absolutely. Uh, that would be super appreciated. Other than that, we've got a Twitter at Big Bad Books, which you can follow, uh, where we occasionally tweet things. Uh, that's Twitter for you, isn't it? That's like, it. That's what Twitter we do. Is. We've also got at Shame City's Gang. That's the one. For general Shame City stuff, we've got two shows on the network at the moment. More coming soon. We stream four nights a week. Sometimes more at the moment. Yeah. Declan's been doing some Pokemon at uh, twitch.tv slash shamecity or you can go to shame.city slash twitch. Join us on the Discord. Shame.city slash Discord. There's all sorts going on there. You'll get notified when we go live And there's lovely lovely people in there. Lovely people. Wonderful conversations. Yeah. And Uh, a bunch of bees. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. And and, and witches. No no, no witches witches policy. There's there's a no witch. You have to click a a A, little... An opt-in. Yeah, to say no. It's really Look... The book continues and will continue with it. I, I want to put on record having high hopes for where it's going to go next. So that if it, if it fucks me over, yeah. know that I'll be deeply disappointed. Oh, no. Until two weeks from today. I've been Isaac. You've been. I've been Declan. See you in the Oni. Bye, guys. Bye.